make your face nicer. <laughs> okay. Good morning, everybody. I think we're live here. This is the first time we've ever done anything like this. And so if you're just checking in, if you could get on and say hi at the message bar down below, let us know you're here. We'll just see how this rolls. We're going to have a great time together this morning. So Linda, slide in here and tell us what you've been doing this week. Well, I've worked at the school a little bit to help get some online classes going for our um, teachers and that was kind of fun. Other than that, I've been trying to stay home and cook and clean and just stay away from where we're supposed to. And I've been at my desk working away, working on projects, preparing the message for today, uh, getting out on my bicycle, riding up to the airport, riding to the park and enjoy the fresh air and the sunshine and getting some exercise there. I see family that are joining us and I see Maureen on there. It's good to see you guys on here even if we can't see your faces. And Aunt Laverne, we can see you. <laughs> At least your name on the screen. And I saw our family down in Hanford too. It's good to have you guys here. So one of the things too that we want you to be aware of is that um, even though we have to keep our distances uh, you are not out of our thoughts you are not out of our prayers and if there's anything special that you need from us don't be afraid to call one of our pastors or to call the church office no one is at the office but we are checking our messages each day so if there's something you need you need somebody to talk to somebody to pick up medications or groceries or, or run an errand for you please don't hesitate to call the church office and let us know what's going on we're meeting in our fancy apartment here today, and we're just glad that we've seen lots of people starting to join now, and we're kind of waiting a little bit to make sure we get as many people on here as we can and, and not start things before they're already on. So it's good to see a lot of our Paradise members joining us, people from near, people from far. We want to welcome you and just say how good it is to be together in our little living rooms. <laughs> Kind of a fun experience I guess um, kind of reminds us of when we were first with the fire um, we were all in different spots but we could still connect on Facebook so I'm very grateful for this avenue of being able to connect and the fun thing too is uh, we can connect with relatives and friends from across the country people who used to be part of our community here who have moved away it's just great to have you joining in here too we're gonna go for about another minute here or so as we gather and then we'll get into our worship time together and the message for today. Yes. I see Connie's on there. That's good. Michael, welcome. Cardwells. Yeah, this is great. Uh, it's like having a family far away connecting. And like if you were missionaries in a faraway land, this is probably how you would be connecting. So it's good to be able to, to join um, our family via satellite. I suppose that's how it's going. Well, uh, at least we have this kind of technology today. Uh, when I was a student missionary overseas 40-some years ago, and you and I were dating, <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have anything like this, so the yeah, distances were very much felt. But today we can stay a whole lot more oh, connected. Pastor Steve. I Pastor Steve, good. <laughs> shout out to you. Happy Sabbath. Hi, Kim. Yeah. It's nice to see the faces coming on. How are we doing for time here? I think we ought to go ahead and get started. We can. That we can. We thought we'd do things a little different today and have 
both of us on here so you can see us and that we're alive and well and keeping safe and healthy and hope that you all are too. So I'm going to start with reading our scripture today. So if you have your Bibles, you're welcome to open them. I'm going to be reading from the New King James Version, Psalm 27, verses 1 through 5, and then 13 and 14. So here we go. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked came against me to eat up my flesh, my enemies and foes, they stumbled and fell. Though an army may encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. The war may rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing I have desired of the Lord that I will seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret place of his tabernacle he shall hide me. He shall set me high upon a rock. Hear, O Lord, when I cry with my voice. I would have lost heart unless I had believed that I would see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Will you pray with me? Dear Father in heaven, in a world that is frightened, suffering disease and uncertainties, we're so thankful for your constancy. You're always there. You're always loving. You're continually healing. Thank you for your constant watch care over us. We confess our need of you. Forgive our lack of total dependence on you, our fears when we don't always fully trust you. Thank you for the beauty you constantly surround us with in the midst of chaos. The beautiful blossoms on the trees, the smiling daffodils and all the other beautiful spring flowers that are popping up, the budding green leaves and the singing birds. These items remind us that, oh Lord, this is your world. You care so deeply for everyone. We pray today for healing in our land, our world, those who are suffering and in pain. We pray for those who've lost loved ones and those whose lives are hanging on by a thread. Please heal us, O oh Father. Today we ask for a special Sabbath blessing, your peace in our hearts, and grace to endure. Thank you for being with us today and always as we wait for you. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to slide over so that Dan can preach now. If there was one thing that Kathy just can't deal with, it's hospitals. All those needles and tubes and gleaming chrome machines send a chill right down her back. And life support systems, that will be the death of her. And yet one day, she found herself in the hospital to visit a friend. And she was determined to be brave. She made her way down the hallway, keeping her eyes straight forward. She didn't look to the left or to the right because she was on a mission. As she came around the corner and was just ready to enter her friend's room, she suddenly got hit with a panic attack and she had to get out now. So she ran down the hall, stabbed the button on the elevator, and when the door opened up, 
there was a hospital attendant with a gleaming chrome machine loaded with dials and tubes. She gulped, stepped inside, kept her eyes straight forward, and, and even though she was scared to death, she tried so hard to be brave, but finally she just blurted out, oh man, I sure would hate to be hooked up to one of those. The hospital attendant looked down at the machine, then up at Kathy, and then he said with a grin, so would I, it's a rug cleaner. All of us struggle with fears. They tell me that Joseph Stalin was so afraid of being assassinated that he slept in a different bed every single night of the week. Louis Pasteur was such a germaphobe that he refused to shake hands with anyone. Then there was President and Mrs. Benjamin Harrison. They were so afraid of the newfangled electrical system wired into the White House that they refused to touch the light switches. If there was no one to turn the lights out at night, they simply went to bed with the lights on. Then there's you and me. There are the common things that we struggle with. We struggle with things like the fear of heights, the fear of spiders, the fear of tight spaces. There are all kinds of things that we are afraid of. But these days, we are getting hit with significant things that, that engender fear in our hearts, things that scare us to death. In our church, we are struggling with the aftermath of the campfire. And for many of us, the, the fears are very real. We don't know yet what the future will hold. Add to that the coronavirus, and we are afraid. We are afraid of getting sick. We are afraid of dying. We are afraid of losing loved ones. We're afraid of running out of food and toilet paper and bottled water and hand sanitizer. We're afraid of what's happening in the stock market these days. It's a scary, scary world out there. Jesus has a lot to say about fear. He tells us that we should not worry about having enough food to eat or enough clothes to wear. After all, if he takes care of the wildflowers on the hillside, and the birds as they soar through the air, surely he will take care of us. He tells us that when the storms of life hit, as they surely will, that we do not have to be afraid, that we can be people of faith. He tells us when crises times come, that we can be full of faith and courage and fortitude, that we can be assured that, the, that better days are coming. And that leads us to our passage for the day, the familiar lines of Psalm 27. And it is here that we are introduced to a young shepherd as he struggles with his fears. Between the day the anointing oil was poured on David's head and the glittering crown was placed upon his head, David was a man who was always on the run. He lived in the mountains and in the caves. He slept on the ground and dined off a campfire. He could hardly sleep at night, and in his days it was difficult just to put one foot in front of the other. He was so dog-tired. He was hunted and haunted. It was a battle, a constant battle of the nerves. And yet one morning we find him at the mouth of his cave, strumming his harp, 
and singing the song. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom should I be afraid? In these familiar lines, I find three beautiful gifts. Three gifts that we should unwrap today. For here we will find a gift that enables us to stay calm, cool, collected, assured as we move into an uncertain future. The first gift I can see here is, is the gift of perspective. When I feel threatened and when I am intimidated and when I feel overwhelmed and I don't know what the future will hold and I'm being constantly hit with surprises, when I don't know where life is going, all of a sudden my thinking processes freeze up. My mind gets all muddled. Things go dark. I lose perspective. And after a while, all of my problems become bigger than my God in my tiny little head. David tells us here that the Lord is our light, that he has the power to turn on the switches so that we have light, so that we have perspective, so that we can see things as he sees things and we find the strength to keep going strong. In the days before Alexander the Great came to power, he was a little boy growing up in his father's household and quite frequently he and his father, King Philip, would go out to inspect the horses. One day Philip saw a nervous colt and the whole thing caught his eye, caught his heart. He said, Dad, that's the horse I want. Dad, can I have that horse? And the king said, no, 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 son. That horse is no good. That horse is so wild, no one will ever be able to ride him. Oh, come on, Dad, please, Philip, um, Alexander begged. This is the horse I want. Will you give me a chance? And the king said, okay, son, if you can ride him, he's all yours. It was the happiest day of Alexander's young life. He ran across the field toward the horse, and as he got in close, he took the reins from the handler, and then he turned that horse's face toward the sun. He stroked his face, spoke calm words into its ear, and after just a few minutes, that nervous horse, that colt, just relaxed, calmed down. And Alexander was able to hop on his back and ride over to his father, who was resting under some cypress trees. The king was delighted, pleased. He said, son, that, that was amazing. How did you do that? And Alexander said, well, I noticed that this time of the day, the shadows are long and the figures become distorted and frightening. So I turned the horse's head towards the sun so it could see that there is nothing to be afraid of. And that is the story of how Alexander the Great won the horse that carried him into battle after battle as he conquered the entire then known world. Listen, my friend, in these days when the shadows are long and the stories and the pictures seem so distorted, more than ever before, we need to turn our face toward the sun. As the old, old song puts it, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face. And the things of this earth will grow strangely dim 
in the light of his glory and grace. The second gift that I can see here is the gift of guidance, the gift of direction. You see, when God shines his light into our lives, he enables us to navigate the difficult passages of life. They tell me there is a harbor city in Italy, and the only way you can access that city is up a narrow passage. You have to sail up that thing, and it's dangerous because there are rocks, there are sandbars, and many boats have gone down through the years. So what did they do? The port authority set up a system of three lights. So when the pilot of a ship is at the mouth of that channel, he can look up that channel and if he sees two or three lights, he knows he's gonna be in trouble unless he makes some changes. If on the other hand, the lights are in total alignment and they shine as one, he knows they will safely get through. And so it is in our journey. When the three lights are in alignment, when the objective word of God the voice of the Holy Spirit to our hearts and the, and the promptings that we have in providential circumstances all come into alignment, we can know that we can journey forward with safety. The third gift that I can see here when it comes to the light of our Lord is, is the gift of hope. Oh, how we need that gift of hope today. It is a gift that enables us to live in hope and share hope. It enables us to brighten the corner where we are. I love the story of the young family who was expecting baby number two, a little girl. And every day, big brother Donnie would get in close to his mother and sing to his little sister inside his mother's womb. And he would sing, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You never know, dear, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. Well, the big day came, and little sister was born, and things did not go well. All kinds of complications set in, and that poor little girl was born barely alive. The days inched painfully forward Things were slow, no progress was being made. And finally, the pediatrician said to the parents, there, there is little hope. You might as well be prepared for the worst. Through it all, little Donnie kept saying to his mommy and daddy, please, please, I, I wanna sing for my sister. But they knew there was no way they would get him into NICU to sing for his sister. Two weeks went by and things got particularly grim. And Donnie kept begging, please, please, let me go sing for my sister. And finally, one day, mother took her little boy in hand. They marched into NICU, and the nurses started shouting, get that child out of here. You know, no children are allowed here. And meek and mild mother stood her ground, and she said, he's not leaving until he's had a chance to sing for his sister. Donnie leaned in close to his sister, and he began to sing into her ear, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. And all of a sudden, 
the baby's wild heart rate began to calm down. She, keep singing, keep singing, Donnie, Mom, I said. So we kept singing and, and the baby began to rest peacefully. All day long, Donnie sang to his sister and all the next day as well. And the day after that, the baby woke up. She was fully alive, absolutely ready to go home. You know, we live in times of impending doom. Our old world is hanging by a thread. And more than ever before, God needs men and women and boys and girls who will stand on the balconies of life and sing the songs of hope, the songs of joy, the songs of celebration. As Christians, we must never waste a crisis. More than ever before, God needs his people to be sharing his light with the world around us. This is the light that shines when we text a friend with a note of encouragement. This is the light that shines through when, when we call our friends up just to see how they're doing. This is the light that shines through when we leave a bag of groceries on the door of an elderly person. This is the light that shines through when we share Jesus with our family and friends and when we pray with them. So, I've made up my mind. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Let us pray together. Our Father in heaven, how grateful we are in trying times like these that you have promised to be our light. The light that gives us perspective, the light that guides us through each day, the light that fills our hearts with hope and enables us to serve in our communities. Lord, hold us close, keep us safe, Guide us forward. Let us shine brightly for you, I pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, one of my favorite things to do on Sabbath is to hang out with my friends after the worship service. So that's just what we're gonna do. So please get into the message box down below. Say hi, tell us what's going on in your life. Tell us how this passage has impacted you. Share insights that you might have. Share words of encouragement. And we'll enjoy a great time of fellowship before we go off to have our lunches with our own families. Have a great Sabbath. God bless.